It is freezing right now. I'm, what is, what's the temperature anyway? Oh, great. Right now, it's negative zero. It feels like negative 15. Oh, okay. That's not bad. It's climbing. We got a high of 12 today. Jeez, at 8 a.m. this morning, it was negative 19 degrees. That's not even the wind chill. That's like, it's before wind chill, negative 19 degrees. Last night, I got together with my buddy Joel for happy hour. It's the kind of cold where your like lips start freezing together. Ooh, uh, I want to I try an experiment here. I'm just, I mean, I'll use the podcast to hear. I want to I try an experiment here. Uh, it's so cold. Uh, my studio is over. It must have been an addition onto the building, so it goes over ground instead of the basement. So every, we're in every other room in our place is warm. This room gets freezing cold, so I've got a space heater in here, and I've been curious if I have to shut the space heater off when I record uh, these Daily Guinness episodes, or can I leave it on? Okay, so this is me talking in the studio Super quiet in the background. I'm going to turn on this heater. See if you can tell. Let me know if you can hear the heater in the background. All right. Now we got that space heater going on in the background. Tell me what you think. Uh, can you hear it? Is, like a, is it a gentle hum in the background? Or do I need to turn this thing off? Because I am freaking cold as hell right now. I, I'll turn it off just in case. But uh, let me know your thoughts on that. I'm serious. Shoot me a text on the podcast hotline. The number's in the show notes below. Ugh, perfect time for a burp. Uh, the number's in the show notes below, but it or you can just text it right now. 612-584-9330. Shoot me a text. Tell me if you could hear that fan going off. Hey, speaking of calling into the podcast hotline, yesterday I released a Daily Guinness episode I called Reframing Energy, and it was all about... Uh, auditions and advice I had learned from actors going into auditions that I that, that impacted me and actually taught me not only how to hold myself if I were to go into an audition as a musician, but actually how I want to uh, hold myself in rehearsals and gigs and sessions and think about the energy I bring to a situation like that. But Josh called in and he uh, left a message and just said he's a musician but he wanted just to say that he loved uh, this thought of getting music advice from actors. And he would have never thought of, you know, like going and listening to actors and their approach to acting and thinking of how that can impact his music. And it made me think of one of the keys, I believe, to living a curious life. I call it learn metaphorically. Uh, and it's this thought I have that oftentimes my natural instinct is as a bass player. If I want to learn about my craft, and the natural instinct is to go look at other bass players. Life gets really interesting when you start uh, looking at others in different professions and uh, translating that metaphorically to what you're doing. And as I was thinking about it, I was reminded of an interview I once heard uh, with a pro cinematographer on what he was saying that he behind a camera had come to believe what separates professional actors from everybody else. His name's Andy Rides Whiskey. One of his most popular shows that he was recently on was Pen15. It's like a hilarious show. Maybe it's on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. Anyways, something he said in it 
freaking messed me up. What he said was, what he's recognized in actors is that putting in the work, being prepared, and knowing their lines often comes across as extreme talent. Holy crap. Putting in the work, being prepared, knowing their lines often comes across as straight as as extreme talent. Holy crap. And when I heard that, I was like, it was so obvious that that pertains to the music world too. So I wanted to share uh, a clip of this conversation with Andy. I found it fascinating and I wanted to share it with you today, no matter what industry you're in. Actually, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, if you listen to this and something affects you, shoot me a call, leave me a message on the podcast hotline. I would love to know what you're focusing on making this next year uh, and which one of these points that he makes connects with you the most. All right, so let's just dive into it. Uh, this is Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a hard time pronouncing his last name. And so now, of course, I'm uh, mispronouncing Andy. Andy rides whiskey, R-Y-D-Z-E-W-S-K-I. I'm assuming rides whiskey. That's like the key too. By the way, traveling, uh, if you're ever learning words uh, from other languages as you're traveling and you don't have a lot of time, like you look it up. Okay, here's the phonetical sounding out of... Um, okay, like in, in Mandarin Chinese, Shia Shia is thank you. Uh, but I've always found if you're, when in doubt of a word in another language, you just mumble and say it really fast. Uh, and you come across as like knowing how to say it well, really well. Shia Shia. Uh, Andrew Rybinski. Andrew Rybinski. Yeah, that's probably how you say his name. Okay. <laughs> now, now they've butchered it a million times. Here's Andrew. I suppose, like anything, uh, there are many different ways uh, for actors to be, you know, quote unquote, good or bad. Uh, and, you know, I think you can, I've started to think about them a little bit like athletes. And, you know, some work harder than others, some have some natural talent. Um, but there are also specialty kind of approaches like uh, uh, let's say like a a quirky actor you know like a specialty three-point shooter it doesn't mean that this person is good at all the things but cast correctly casting I guess is really part of it uh, if they're in the right spot you put them in a position to succeed so one person can really shine if they're in the right role and it's a well-written role of course Whereas that same person you could see on a different set on a different day in a different role and you're like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Like it's so there are a number of factors that said every once in a while and I would not know how to, to quantify it, but every once in a while I find myself behind the camera and I'm watching something I'm like, oh, this person's going to be around forever. Like the, you, you, there's just something um, you know, I mean, I guess back in the day you would think of that like, oh, they've got it. You know, I, I hesitate to put it that way. But that said, I have seen that. I've seen actors where you're like, oh, like that's amazing. I had, I had the good fortune of working with um, Matt Damon on, on a tiny little like a YouTube thing. I, I watched George Clooney work um, and they are so prepared and so comfortable. There's like a confidence that they carry with them. 
They uh, treated everybody around them uh, phenomenally well. They were very loose, but then when it came time to work, they could snap right in. You could tell they had done the work. So all all of this stuff, whereas other actors come, they don't know their lines. Uh, And so I think part of it is just preparation, truly. And on set, that comes across as like, wow, they're really talented. But really, it's just that they put in the work. Uh, so I think that's part of it, but you know, I, I, I often find myself surprised when I'm on set and it's time to do a scene and this person's been around and then all of a sudden the camera's rolling and this like they morph into something else. So I don't know where some of these things come from. Uh, I know some of it is work, is prep. But some of it, that maybe there is just a natural thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little bit of magic, I think. I don't know. I I continue to wonder the same thing. What other qualities are you looking for in an actor? You know, it's interesting. So for me, because I have no power over choosing an actor um, in my position as a cinematographer, the actors are are chosen. So whoever's there, like I'm going to do whatever I can do with them. Uh, there are little treats that some actors bring. Um, there are some actors who just physically, their eyes will catch a light really well. They have like big or big brown eyes, let's say, and they just almost no matter where they are, they'll always catch a little bit of light. And then some actors, their eyes are a little like deeper. I think I have kind of smallish eyes and it can get tricky because like an eye light can go a long way uh, when you're lighting somebody in terms of creating an empathy. There's something really magical about an eye light. And some actors, it's hard to get the eye light. You're like trying to find the spot and some of them won't take it. So I mean, that's a that's a purely physical thing that they have no control over. So there are like treats like that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this. And you know, skin tones, different actors they have. You're just like, oh, this like takes the, 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 the warmth really well. So there are little things like that. But a, um, I mean, I guess as with most people on a set, there really is to somebody being um, kind and professional being prepared. That's a, actually preparation is maybe one of the biggest things because we I've a number of times in my life we I have with a director we plan this shot where oh they're going to take them out the door, we're going to dolly all the way down and then they sit here and then they're going to interact with this person and get in their car and go. And then the actor can't get through their lines and you have to reapproach the entire scene and do it because somebody doesn't know their lines. And sometimes that's hard because they have a ton of lines and that's brutal. I wouldn't be able to do that. But sometimes it's a lack of preparation. So I guess, yeah, I suppose for all the, all the random things I just named, I want a prepared actor, somebody who's taking it seriously because like it, it affects my ability to do a good job if somebody comes in unprepared. So I think something as basic as that is about all you can ask from somebody is don't be a dick and be prepared. That's, that goes a long way. So if someone is not prepared, mm-hmm. then you're doing numerous retakes, people are reading them their lines? Mm-hmm. It's constant, yeah, there's, there's constant, like you have to reset, you have to take it all in pieces, and if they can only get a few lines at a time, 
it means you have to cut to something else because in the edit, you need when they're, when they're resetting, you have to cut. So it's forcing your hand in an edit and you have to rethink the way you're building a scene, which can mean this is not the way we intended or this isn't, this isn't going to feel the way we want this to feel. Uh, but you have to, you know, because, and, and look, the, I say that as though it's really easy that, you know, you're doing a shoot, especially if there's, you know, one or two lead characters and they have to memorize lines for 15 weeks every day and the scripts are being rewritten. It is a big ask. That is a big load that these actors are carrying. Like it really, I, I empathize with them. It's really hard. Acting is, I know we all tend to think of it as like, oh, celebrity and you're famous and you're, it is brutal. It is hard work, especially if you're on a TV show. Scripts are changing. You have tons of dialogue. And then on top of that, you have all these people whispering in your ear. I have to gauge when we do it. Let's say we're shooting a scene and an actor, you know, on top of all their lines, maybe a director gives them, direct, oh no, this part, don't forget, you need to be sad in this little thing, but then come back up. But then for me, I maybe need an actor to land in a certain spot and maybe they haven't. And I will have to gauge, going back to reading the room, if they seem overwhelmed, I won't give them that note on the first take. I will like let them get a little more comfortable and then if I can do anything on my side to adjust, maybe we tweak a light, maybe I move my camera, then I'll do that. Otherwise, I'm waiting until they're comfortable and then as gently as I can, I'll just be like, hey, don't forget, like after you get up from the dinner table, I need you to land in this area. And I have to be very careful because I am lower priority. You want the performance to, to work. If the performance doesn't work, it doesn't matter how pretty my light is. You want the performance to lead. So for me, I have to make sure an actor is comfortable and that they feel comfortable with me and then gauging when they're too overwhelmed or, or it's okay now to give them a note. Or sometimes, you know, some directors prefer me to give notes. Sometimes I go to the director and I say, hey, you need to remind them that they have to get to this area and things like that. So there are lots of little things that actors are constantly being bombarded with. It's, it's, so I think for, for a cinematographer or a camera operator, uh, it's really important to have empathy and realize that these actors, even if you don't like them, they are carrying a lot and you need to protect them and their space, their head space and the physical space that you're working in. Yeah, that's why I always, and I've, I've said this numerous times, but when people say, oh, well, so-and-so doesn't want to hang out in between takes and they just go back into their dressing room. Oh, yeah. But I think that they would need that time. Oh, man. There's, I would not, I would definitely not hang out in between takes. Like, there's no way. There's just so much. And people, you know, especially if um, an actor has any kind of celebrity, people get a little, you know, googly-eyed and a little, and they want to interact. They want to be able to go home to their spouse and just be like, you know, I was talking with George Clooney about chicken today. But they are, there's so much going on for them. So I do my best to like just stay out of their way because there's, there's really, a lot of people are really pulling at actors' attentions. Same with directors too but it does, they don't have usually that, that celebrity attached and people get, you know, people get weird around celebrity, unfortunately. <laughs>